Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. This is Mona. I am your greeter this morning. How's Good morning. morning. Oh, Good hello. morning, Mona. Good morning, Mona. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Hello, Happy Deborah. Winter. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm getting. It is Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Yes. Every day is a happy day, huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> Every day is a happy Every day. day. Yes, God. Thank you, Father. Well, I thought I was going to come on here in the song, Pray it for you. Because it's sin. I love it. Uh, Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. This, um, my name is Mona. I'm your greeter this morning. Have anyone joined the call that would love to say hello? Somebody can have a prayer request. Good morning. Hey, sister. Are you doing today? You came on a little early because you knew I was going to be in a greeter this morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Have anyone that joined the call that would like to say hello? We would love to hear your sound. Good morning.
Hello, hi, welcome to Declare Victory. My name is Mona. I'm your greeter this morning. We would love to hear you say, um, hear your sound this morning. If you would like to say hello, please say hello. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita. Hello, hi. How are you doing, sister? Okay, how are you? I'm blessed. Hello, hi. Welcome to Declare Victory. My name is Mona. This is today is Wednesday. If anybody would like to join the anyone that joined the call that would like to say good morning, please say good morning. We would love to hear you. Good morning, Mona. This is Valuable Valacita. Hey, good morning, Valuable. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. That's good. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm good, too, sister. I'm good, too. Good morning. Good morning, this is Diane. Hello, good morning, Diane. Good morning, Mona. It's good to hear your voice this morning. It's good to hear yours, too. Good to be alive. Good morning. Hello. This is who? Hello, hi. Say it again. Michael. Hey, Michael. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Thank you. Yes. Good to hear you this morning. Thank you very Hello. much. Welcome to Claire. Good to see everybody. Today is Wednesday. Call it going down Wednesday. If you would like to say good morning, we would love to hear your voice. Good morning. Good morning, Let's morning say good Mona. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, Mona. Good morning. Hey, yes. It's going down Wednesday. Let's go. It's going down. You don't love Wednesday. Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. Everybody is somebody. Hey, everybody. Anybody out there want to say good morning? Please say good morning. We would love to hear your sound. Good morning, Victory family. Love y'all. Happy Wednesday. Miss Pam. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Blessings to you all. You too. Good morning, Hello. this is Hey, good morning. How you doing, sister? Doing fine. Thank you. Hope you are as well. Yes, yes. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Hello, happy Wednesday. Who is this? This is Lucille. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. This is Mona. Um, we call this, well, I call this Going Down Wednesday. We would love to hear um, your sound this morning just to say good morning. If you would like to, please say good morning. Hi. Thank you. Well, 
Good morning. This is Sister Patricia. Hello. Hi. Good morning, Sister Patricia. Happy Thank Wednesday. You. Happy Wednesday to you also. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to Declare Victory. My name is Mona. I'm your greeter this morning. We would love to hear your sound this morning just to say good morning. God has blessed us and woke us up. Let's <laughs> say good morning. Hi. Who was that? Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody out there would like to say good morning before we get started? This is the time to do so. We would love to hear your sound. Good morning. Good morning. It's Sister Priscilla. How are you this morning? I am there, Sister Priscilla. How are you? I'm good. Is it is it time to ask for prayer for something yeah. or it's not okay. Um I have a, a family member whose husband's been missing for about twelve days. And if we can um lift up that person in prayer, um uh um so he can be found or yeah. So, um, what's the name? Oh, I'm sorry. His name is David Scott. I was just about to ask that question. Thank you. Yes, we surely will. Okay, okay. it's actually that time right now for me to pass the call to um, my sister, Valuable. Okay, Valuable, we got two prayer requests. One is from Yvonne, who would like for us to continue to pray for our sister, Kat, and um, Sister Priscilla, who would like for us to pray for. Um, her missing um, friend, and I think she just. Thank you, Mona. Can you repeat um, Sister Yvonne's prayer request, please? Yes, it was just to pray for um, my sister Cat or Sister Catherine. Okay, got it. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us daily in June for the monthly theme entitled, Journey to the Secret Place. Week two's declarations, messages, teachings, and lessons will be based on praise on your journey to the secret place. Our wonderful and gifted declares will definitely bless you. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad.
You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me forward slash declarevictory, or through the cash app, which is dollar sign, I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. However, we have two spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Sister Yvonne asking for prayer for her sister, Catherine. The next is um, from Sister Priscilla, and she's asking for prayer for David Scott to be found. Again, that's David Scott. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Dion. The declaration will be brought by Pastor Winton, and then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Pastor Winton. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise by Dion, declaration by Pastor Winton, and then closing comments hosted by Pastor Winton. The scripture today is Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 13. Sing to the Lord. Give praise to the Lord. He rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to Dion. Have a blessed day. Dion, if you're speaking, we can't hear you. Give me one moment and I'll send a quick text to Dion. Thank you. Let's just give her a couple of minutes. Thank you. While we're waiting for Dion, is there anyone that is an ambassador that would be able to pray in in Dion's place this morning? I can do it. It's Dee Dee if she doesn't get on. Okay, we'll give her just a little bit longer. Thank you, Dion. I mean, Dee Dee. Okay, Dee Dee, I haven't received a response yet, so if you could go ahead, I'd greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Okay, and the prayer request was for Yvonne and for um, uh, Priscilla's friend that's missing, right? 
Yes. Okay, thank you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you. We want to thank you for this new day, a day that we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father, thank you for just allowing us to open our eyes this morning. We can't take it for granted, God, that you blew your breath in our lungs, and so we can pour out a praise to you on this morning. We thank you for this Wednesday. We thank you that you allowed us another day, just another chance at this thing called life, God. Lord, forgive us. Just forgive us for anything that we may have said, thought, or done that's not pleasing to you. Because we adore you, Father God. We thank you. We love you. We just want to give you praise and thanks, God for just the ability to see this morning, God. We thank you for sight. We thank you for sound. We thank you for the ability to move our limbs, God. And even those of us that may have woken up in pain in our bodies, but we even thank you for that. We count it all joy that you've allowed us, you allowed us to see a new day. So I can't thank you enough for that. Praying for those that are just lost right now, God, lost and and having mental illness and just, don't know which way to go because that's what's going on right now, God. But I thank you for being a mind regulator. I thank you for just being Jehovah Shalom, that you will even give the, the mind that's, that's troubled peace right now. Sometimes we don't know just to say thank you and let you be God all by yourself because you are a good, good father. And there's nothing too hard for you to do, God. So this morning, I just want to say thank you first. Just thank you for everything, God. And then I I praise you in advance for what you're doing, restoration, God. I thank you for this time to reflect and to shelter in place and for us to to reset. Some of us just get our minds right, get our minds back focused on the things of God and what's important, God, that you are uniting families, reuniting families. Kids that have been lost, they are back home. Thank you for that, God. Thank you for bringing back peace amongst families, God. Thank you that you are just God and you are good all by yourself. And we have to remember that life is a gift and we and we have to be grateful for what we have right now, today, in this moment. Not to lose sight of it and to count it all joy because you told us to, to cast all our cares on you because you care about everything that concerns us. So, God, we thank you. We thank you for being a magnificent God. Hallelujah. We thank you that your love is extravagant. How you love us. Oh, how you love us. And though this world is in chaos, we know that you are still in control, God. God, we know that we can cry out to you. We can cry out to you and you will hear us and you will come and save us because your word says so. That our help comes from you because you are our shelter. You are our shadow of safety. You are our secret place, God. So I thank you for that. And no matter how great our enemies may seem to be, we know that you'll give us the victory if we trust you, God. If we believe in our prayers, God, no matter what we are going through, to know that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are a provider. You continue to provide for us, God. So I thank you for that, God. I thank you just for everything, even those things that we don't understand. We have to thank you and trust you because the secret things belong to you, Lord. I thank you for that. I thank you, thank you that you are allowing some of us to forgive and to move forward and to let go of some offenses from yesteryear, God. Hallelujah. That we are walking in a lifestyle of forgiveness for real, for real. And our prayers are being strategic and they are being effective because we are learning how to let go and pray from a heart of posture to you. Thank you for that, God. Thank you for growing us up. Thank you for maturing us, God. 
thank you for declare victory. I thank you for each and every declare, God, because you know exactly what we are in the need of, but you will meet our needs, God, so I thank you for that. We're not begging. We're thanking you. We're worshiping you. We're turning our worry into worship, God. I thank you because we're not petty or pity. We're not pitiful for anything. We have praise on our, our mouth this morning, God. I just thank you because you are our defender. You go before we even know. Hallelujah. You bring back the head of our enemies and you give us a victory. I thank you for being a victorious God. I thank you for being Jehovah Nisi, our banner. I thank you that you fight for us. You fight our battles if we just be still and trust the word, God. Trust what you said in your word. We don't have any any room for ops or, or debating or just arguments or anything. We have to come together and, and love so that we can show the world what it looks like to be a believer, what it looks like to walk in love, what it looks like to let love cover and love rule and reign. Father, so I thank you that you hear our cry, O oh Lord, and you attend to our earnest prayer. Thank you, God, that we know what it means to go from glory to glory to glory to glory. Thank you for your glory, Lord. Thank you for your peace that saturates us when we want to fall out and stay down, God. You give us a peace that most people don't even understand because we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength and we can rest. We can rest in our secret place. We thank you for that secret place, for that shadow safety, God. Thank you for taking us to that place, Lord, to that secret place where we can be with you, Lord, because nobody, nobody loves us like you, Lord. When it gets hard, when we get afraid, Lord, when we're anxious, you say, be anxious for nothing. Just come, come and rest, come and rest. And I will give you peace. I will give you comfort. I will wipe away your tears. You don't have to fear, fear not for I am with you, says the Lord. Fear not. Just cast every care on me. Know that I love you. I love you because I created you in my image, child. You are mine and I love you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Thank you, Father, for never leaving us nor forsaking us. Thank you that we know that you have us no matter what we are going through. If we trust in you, if we keep our eyes stayed on you, if we keep our hope in you, God. For those prayer requests, God, you know all about them. You know that, brother. I just ask that you find him safe, God, and return him home to his family. Father, and give the family peace in the meantime. Let no hurt, harm, or danger come to him while he's out there in the elements. Scott, I believe, is the last name, but you know all about him because you created him, God. And then you know about our sister Yvonne. You know all about her. Lord, thank you for her sound because I can hear it changing. And Lord, I thank you that she will open up her mouth to give you praise. She don't worry about it. She just opens up her mouth and that gives me, that encourages me, God. I should encourage everybody on this line. When we hear Yvonne cry out to you to give you praise, to say thank you because she loves you, Lord. And we know you love her, Father. I thank you this morning. I just want to thank you, God, for the weight is, is heavy for us. But, oh, God, you will give us the glory, the weight of your glory, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you that we know that there's no condemnation. So we can walk free as believers. Our past is over. So we thank you that there's no condemnation. No matter what, God, you love us. We don't have to feel guilty about anything because we have to believe what we say. We believe our prayers. I thank you. I thank you for the gift of life, God. I thank you for this safe place to land. I thank you that every morning, every day, actually, there's something on Declare Victory for each and every one of us. And we have 
to thank you for that, God. We have to be grateful. Not everybody has a declared victory. So I thank you for each and every ministry that was born out of this call for our mighty radical sister, Dion. Just thank you for her. Keep Continue to cover her and her awesome sons and her mother and her sister and her brother and her niece. Just bless her family, God. I thank you that, that, that she is really a vital part of my life. I thank you for her. I lift up every victor. I thank you for Moni and her work, God. I thank you for Tan. I thank you for Sabrina. I thank you for all the brothers. I just want to have a special prayer for all our men, God. You know all about them. They're being shot down in the streets, but God, you are in control. So I just want to deplete the blood of Jesus over their lives, God. All the brothers, all the fathers, all the sons, all the husbands, all the nephews, all the cousins, all the godchildren, bonus children, whatever. Just bless them and cover them and keep them. And then do a new thing for the president. Regulate his mind, God. You know all about him. Make some changes at the head. God, we know that you can. We know that you can, God. I thank you because the earth and everything in it belongs to you. So we thank you for it, God. You created it. So we pray to the creator of everything. I thank you on this morning. I thank you for, for Pastor Winton as he comes, God. I thank you for for uh, Mona and her greeting. I thank you for Valacita this morning. I just thank you for every victor. And so, victors, this morning, you know the sound Worship him. Worship him because he deserves it. Give him your worship. Worship this morning. Take your phones off mute and just begin to worship God. Worship him and thank him for this day. Thank him Holy Spirit, show us, Lord God. Oh God, keep us safe. 
Lord God. Na 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 sa. Return them home, Holy Spirit. Ba 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 si korada sa ya. Na na mo sa. We trust you. We trust you, Lord. We trust you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. And we lift up Sister Catherine, Lord God. Oh, bless her, Lord God. Bless her, Jesus. Lift her up, Lord God. Give her peace, hope, and a sound mind. Bless her body, Lord God. Everything that she needs, Lord God. Provide for her, Lord God. You know it is. You know what she needs, Lord God. Holy Spirit, come, Lord God. Holy Spirit, come, Lord God. Show us the way, the truth, and the light, Lord God. Not what the media says. Not what the news says. Not what the gossiper says, Lord God. We listen to you, Lord God the author and the finish of our faith, Lord God. You have the GPS, Lord God, and we will follow your instructions, Lord God. We praise you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. There is none like you. Hallelujah. We will praise you. We will praise you. We will praise you. We will honor you. There is none like you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People, let me tell you about my best friend. He is the one and only God. Hallelujah. The one and only true God. Thank you, Lord God, for the joy that you give. Because there is nothing like the joy that you give. The joy and the peace that you give. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you. We praise you, praise you, we praise you, we praise you. We honor you, Lord God. We honor you, Lord God. Na mama so talabasata. Hallelujah, thank you, God. Oh, Father God, we give you praise on this morning, Father God. Thank you, God. We give you praise on this morning, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your secret place. Thank you for taking us to your secret place, Father God, where we can be with you. No one loves us like you do, Father God. We are safe there. It's our shadow of safety. Thank you that we can abide there. You are a refuge and our fortress. In our God, we will trust in you, Father. Thank you for being our secret place, Father God. Thank you for being our secret place. We get ready to turn the call over. We get ready to turn the call over to Pastor. You can be, you can continue to worship and praise with mute your line so that we can have clarity on the call. Or we just thank you this morning, Father God. It's just a sweet, sweet, sweet aroma, Father God. I thank you for this day, God. Just so full of gratitude. Thank you for safety last night. Thank you that we made it to this day. Praying for those families that may have lost someone. We know there was a loss, but God, we thank you this morning because we were given another chance. So for that, we thank you, God. Just want to say thank you, and I love you for everything. And it's in your name that I give you thanks and praise as I call the pastor with you. Pastor Winton?
if you're speaking, we can't hear you. I'm going to send out a text to um, Sister Dion and see if she knows how we can get in touch with Pastor Winton. Just one moment. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We magnify your holy name, God. We magnify your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Father God. You're so worthy, Lord God. We lift your name, Lord Glory, glory, glory to your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for who you are, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. We thank you. We bless your name, Father God. There's nobody greater than you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. 
Victory family. Can everybody hear me? This is Pastor Winton. Yes, good morning. Good morning, yes. Pastor Winton. Good morning, you all. So just so you all know, the devil is was definitely trying to be busy. Um, I had called in early this morning and I was on the phone. I heard Dee Dee give me the introduction and pass it on. I was talking and then I realized that nobody could hear me. Uh but but uh, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph through Christ Jesus. Uh, let me just say again, this has been a much needed time of prayer. Um, our prayers this morning, of course, for uh, the brother who is uh, currently lost. Um, of course, that is our prayer that God would, uh, we're not sending God anywhere where he already is, but we know uh, that he is able to comfort and that he's the God who's able to bring back. Uh, some of us have spiritually, we've been away from ourselves and God has had to bring us back. And so we believe that what God does in the spirit, he does in the natural. And we thank God for supernatural manifestation, uh, even in a safe place, even in a safe place. And so good morning, Declare Victory family. Uh, this is a great day. Uh, it's a great day uh, for several reasons. Uh, first, it's a great day because we were able to see it. Uh, secondly, of course, it's a great day uh, because the reality is that while several things are going on in our country, uh, the, the injustice and, and all of the above, the killing, uh, COVID-19, all of that. Uh, and God still remains the author and the finisher of our faith. And so in times like these, I dare you to just learn to take refuge uh, in God. This morning, there is um, an amazing word that God has given me, and I pray that it will bless you all this morning. Uh, I was sitting and talking to uh, one of the members yesterday at one of my churches, we had a death um, of a young man who was driving a truck and basically he was trying to save somebody else's life. And uh, in the process of, of driving the 18 wheeler and trying to make sure he didn't hit somebody, uh, hit the 18 wheeler flipped over a bridge and he died. Uh, but the person who was sleeping in the back of the truck who was riding with him did not die. Um, and, and, and I was talking to someone just about the timing uh, and about how we are called in this moment uh, to, to to really be the body of Christ. Uh, I know it sounds cliche, uh, but the reality is that we have not just been called to do church. We've not just been called to gather on Sundays or, or throughout the week, uh, but we've been called to be the mobile extension uh, of, of the body of Christ. We are the mobile extension of Christ. And so uh, this morning, listen, I don't, I don't want to prolong it anymore, uh, but, but we've been talking about safe places, uh, that safe place, that, that secret place. Um, and of course, y'all know me. So if you know me, then you know that my goal this morning is to stretch you concerning uh, that place, to stretch you concerning that place. Uh, so I, I think it is going to be good that we do, uh, that we come out of Acts 28 this morning. Acts 28, and uh, for those who are taking notes, uh, you you know me well enough to know uh, that that I would love 
for those who can to take notes, and I'll tell you why. A lot of times when we don't take notes, we tend to only remember certain pieces, uh, but the pieces where God may be speaking to us, uh, we may have to memorialize those pieces. So learn how to uh, memorialize the words that God is specifically illuminating in your heart. And as you memorialize them, which simply means that you're etching them in stone, you're etching them to where you can always come back and there can always be a remembrance of what he said, that way you can hold him to his word because he's not a man that he would lie, neither the son of man that he would repent. So if he said something, uh, it has to come to pass. Acts 28 and one, and I'm gonna read verses one through six. And it reads, after we were brought safely through, we learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness uh, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all because it had begun to rain and it was cold. However, when Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on a fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is uh, a murderer. Uh, though he has escaped from the sea, uh, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up and suddenly fall down dead. Y'all hear that? They were waiting on it. But when they had waited a long time and they saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and they said that he was a God. I want to lift up for a couple of moments this morning. Um, I want to talk about the elements of a safe place, the elements of a safe place. It is um, customary as we kind of look back over the course of our lives and 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 kind of how far we've come, some of us uh, major testimonies, some of us with major stories, some of us with some major bumps and bruises, uh, it is a humbling process. It's a humbling process. Uh, I don't care what your role or, or what your title is or even what your name is, right? Uh, um, we've all had some type of journey that we've had to come through. And even in dealing with that, um, some of us still struggle with the journey that God has us on. Um, some of us, preachers, teachers, prophets, evangelists, five-fold ministries, you're in front of people, you are encouraging people. Some of us uh, are just glad to be here, but encouraging others, serving as a catalyst in your families for change, serving as uh, a catalyst uh, in other places for change, and it is a danger. It is a great danger uh, in, in, in being the person who, who is always pouring uh, but not receiving. Y'all receive that word today. Uh, uh, everybody who pours ought to have a place that they can be poured into, okay? So, so when we talk about the safe place, I, I want to make sure that we set this up right today because the safe place is the place that not only you hide, but the safe place is the place uh, that, that, that God would have you be poured into. He doesn't desire that you enter a safe place. Uh, he doesn't desire that you enter a safe place and not uh, receive something. Uh, many of us are in a safe place or, or God is taking us to a place of refuge, a safe place, uh, but, but, but we're not learning the lessons that we're supposed to learn. 
You see, in the safe place is where God can remove us from the noise so he can, he can speak to us, but he can also refresh us. He can revitalize us, give us strategies, download things to us. Uh, some of us in a safe place are supposed to write a book while others are supposed to start the business. Others are supposed to, to learn a trade or, or get a certificate or something, uh, but, but that can only happen once we actually commit to learning how to appreciate that safe place. Uh, it amazes me because uh, sometimes we go to church, right, and, and, and we believe uh, that people have it all together, but we don't realize uh, that, that, that folks can tell uh, that we don't have it all together. If I can be honest with you, uh, there was a season where uh, I was uh, going to church regularly. I was serving. Uh, this is before pastoring, and but I was leading people, and I thought I looked one way. And 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 to people, come to find out, um, it, it looked a totally different way. And so I want to make sure that we understand uh, that that it is great uh, to desire for God to take us to a safe place. But for some of us who have been busy a lot and with, with, with a lot of busy stuff and, and just trying to stay busy to keep your mind off of stuff, it is important that you understand that when God has you in a safe place, uh, it does not alleviate you from some work. There is some rest. There is some promotion. There is some download. There is some strategy, but there is also some work that we must do. Uh, for those who are familiar with Acts 27, uh, just the chapter before where we are today, it's really the familiar account of Paul and the prisoners on the ship um, when when a tumultuous storm shows up. And the Bible says that everybody on the ship began to fear, uh, but, but Paul was still hearing from the Lord. So I want to highlight that. Though, though they were in the middle of a storm, the Bible says that Paul was still hearing from the Lord. So, so, so they tried to lighten the ship uh, of its contents, right, uh, in hopes of really weathering the storm. But, but, but as pretty much as a last and final resort, when it was evident that there was no way uh, that they could safely dock the ship, uh, the Bible says that, that they, they then began to have to strategize. So uh, some jumped overboard who could swim, uh, some who could not swim. The Bible says that they floated in on broken pieces of the ship and some on boards. Uh, but, but the text notes that everybody made it safely. All right. I want to prophetically speak into somebody's life and simply say that sometimes we are hung up on how we arrived. Uh, but, 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 but we have to understand that it's not our job to worry about how we arrived. But if we arrived, it's our job to praise God for safe arrival. Okay. All right. So, so, so some of us are tripping because of everything we lost just to get there. Some of us are worried because everything we had to throw overboard just to get there. Some of us are, 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 are fretting because uh, it, it, it did not feel good to have to release a lot uh, in order to gain this new place, in order to gain the safe place. Uh, but, but, but Acts 27 ends by saying they all made it safely. 276 men on that boat made it safely. But then when we're introduced to this new scene, right, in Acts 28, uh, uh, they're now safe, right? But the Bible says that it wasn't until they arrived safely that they realized where they were. My God, my God. It, it, it wasn't until they actually got there to the safe place that they realized where they were. 
so the island, right, which we which we know now as as Malta, but it was formerly uh, Melita, uh, uh, actually translates as refuge. So wait a minute, Pastor Winston, what are you saying? I, I, I'm I'm saying that they they were in a storm. I'm saying that they exhausted all options. I'm saying that they feared for their lives. I'm saying that they got out safely, but then once they landed is when they learned that they were in a place of refuge. <laughs> it wasn't until they landed that they understood that they were in a safe place. So so they endured a rough storm and every man was for himself and, and their arrival was questionable, uh, but they landed in a place of refuge. So here's my question for you all today. Are you so focused on the last storm that you forgot to praise God for where you landed? When God provides us with a testimony, uh, he does it in a way in which other people can't deny. So, so for those who are writing, please write this down. A testimony is a journey that provides an undeniable outcome, an undeniable outcome. So, so, so there are some things that, that we are calling testimonies uh, that, that, that almost limit, that appear to limit God, because a testimony is designed to provide an undeniable outcome. That is, that it is nothing that we could have done, but it, it, it has everything to do with what God did. It brings glory to the Father. So, so a couple of things. When you are in a safe place, when God has you in the safety uh, of him, when he has you in, for some of us, God has um, eliminated calendars, eliminated schedules, eliminated, eliminated bookings, uh, eliminated all the busy work so that you could learn to respect, honor, and receive from the safe place he wants to have you in. The first thing that the text actually shows us is that in the safe place, there are prepared people. There are prepared people. I'll, I'll elaborate on that. Uh, the people assigned to the safe place won't concern themselves with the details of your past. Okay? I don't know, or I should say I don't need to know everything in somebody's past if I'm assigned to their present and their future. Now some things are good to know, so so I don't want I don't want to mistake that. But but other things are better left behind. Notice that that Luke's focus in this story, because Luke is the writer, Luke's focus in this story shifts. Not only does his focus shift, but notice that Paul's audience shifts. In the twenty seventh chapter of Acts, right, Paul's audience was the prisoners and the guard, the centurion that was on the ship. Uh, but when we cross over into Acts twenty eight, we don't hear about those people who were on the ship anymore. The main focus turns to the people in the new place. Uh, matter of fact, Luke writes that when Paul arrived to Malta, uh, there, there were native people uh, who were there. There, there were uh, barbarous people, uh, but, but not because they were violent, but because they were isolated and not used to having company. So, so the correct response from Paul uh, and the prisoners would have been one of defense, right? Uh, uh, technically, it would have been one of great defense. But the challenge is, the challenge is uh, that 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 we are in an area uh, where where because both sides 
are experiencing a shift in audience. They're experiencing new people. Y'all heard me say it on the last call, and I keep saying it to you. Help doesn't always come from a familiar place. As a matter of fact, in this season and in a safe place, help doesn't come from the familiar. It comes from the unfamiliar. So here, Paul is having uh, a now an encounter with a new audience. Uh, he is struggling, yet he has a new audience. And I want to speak that into somebody's life today. You might be trying to figure out what the safe place is. You might be trying to figure out the purpose of the safe place, but I do want you to know that in the safe place, you have a new audience. You have a new audience that is not overly familiar uh, uh, with, with the details of the journey. Uh, uh, but, but when people are assigned to your life, uh, no matter what their role may be, God prepares them before you arrive. I always teach that. God prepares people before you arrive. Where do you see that, Pastor Winston? Even in this text, Paul experiences some interesting things. The first thing you got to note is that God uses a storm to change Paul's audience. I'll say it again. God uses a storm to change Paul's audience. You might despise uh, what, what, what you go through, but what if I told you that God is using the stuff you deal with to change your audience or your company? All right. The second thing you got to know is that God uses people who don't look like Paul to show love to him. I keep preaching, I keep preaching this, and I keep telling my congregations, especially and the people I lead, uh, uh, that sometimes our preference will destroy our purpose. <laughs> you, you, you may want a certain person to show you love. You may want a certain group to show you love. You may even want your boss or your, or your coworkers to show you love. Uh, but what if I told you that, 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 that it is more likely to come from people who don't necessarily look just like you? And I don't mean skin color and all of that. I'm talking about even just, just with things in common. What if a complete stranger, a barbarous person, somebody that's on the island, somebody that's isolated, somebody that's by themselves that doesn't know? Uh, but, but, but understand this, uh, though, though Paul traveled with prisoners and had history with them, uh, the Bible says that when they arrived, the people he had history with weren't the ones trying to help. Okay. All right. So, 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 so Paul lands uh, in this safe place. There are prepared people. Uh, they are people who are ready. Uh, the scripture says they showed him unusual kindness. Uh, that means they were prepared for Paul. They didn't know his name. They, they didn't know his pedigree. They, they didn't know where he had come from. But the Bible says they showed unusual kindness, and they did it without any questions asked. Can I share something with you? Uh, even in this safe place, God is preparing people to receive you. God has already spoken your name uh, to somebody else. He has etched your name in somebody else's heart. Somebody is strategically planted to show you favor. Hallelujah. Somebody is strategically sitting there and waiting uh, uh, to, to, to show you a new level uh, of love, a new level of grace, a new level of understanding. But it's imperative that we understand that after the shipwreck, they landed in the safe place. And in the safe place, the first thing that Paul ran into was prepared people. All right. But, but then I think sometimes when we talk about a safe place, we try to say and insinuate that we will not be challenged in a safe place. And I want to dispel that myth because while God may be giving you rest, while he may be giving you downloads, 
uh, he has also placed you before a new audience. And because he's placed you before a new audience, uh, he still has to make sure that his name is going to be made great in front of your new audience. So not only are there prepared people in a safe place, but then there are purposeful problems in a safe place. Now, let me say this, every problem isn't bad and every solution isn't good. There are some bad problems, but, but also there are some good problems. So, so, so just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad, right? Uh, the text says that after the native people on Malta showed unusual kindness, uh, Paul decides that he's going to join up with their efforts. The setting is cold, right? It's raining, so they lit a fire. The people lit a fire for Paul, and Paul goes to help them keep the fire going. So Paul decides that even though he's in a place of refuge, he's still going to work. All right, I, I want to make sure I say that to somebody today. Uh, sometimes we believe that refuge is simply for you to rest. There will be seasons in refuge and in a safe place where you rest, and then there are seasons where you work. The Bible says that Paul understood that in order for a need to happen, he was going to have to put in some extra work. Now, notice that it's on his way to working that he's faced with opposition. Here's a couple of things that we note under purposeful problems. Just because you arrive safely doesn't mean you won't be tried in a new place, okay? Um, I, I want to help someone who is challenged in that area today uh, because sometimes we go to sleep after a safe landing and, and we believe all we're supposed to do is sleep. Uh, but, 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 but just because you arrive safely doesn't mean you won't be tried. Uh, the promise of God is that he won't pick you up out of a storm. He won't allow you to land safely and then drop you into the same storm. But 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 you can still face some trying inside of the place of, of safety and refuge. The second thing you got to note is that Paul picked up the sticks and a snake. The Bible tells us that he did both. He didn't intentionally pick up the snake. He didn't know he was picking up a snake. Uh, the reality was the snake was camouflaged with the sticks. I want to issue a warning that on your way to attempting to help while you're in safety. There are people who are assigned to your process uh, to serve just like they're helping. There are those who may show up, uh, who may be camouflaged in with other things, uh, but they really just simply want to be attached uh, to, to, to what you have in your new place. This is why it's important that we hear from God this is why it's important that we ask God to see with a different set of eyes, uh, because understand that Paul was carrying the snake and he was carrying the sticks. Uh, when Paul gets ready to release the, snake, the sticks uh, and the snake into the fire, the snake reveals itself. So, so, so some of us have spent too much time trying to find a snake, trying to figure out who the snake is, what the snake is. Uh, but, but I guarantee you that when the heat is turned up, the snake reveals itself always. And now that the snake is exposed, the Bible says that the snake has to do what snakes do when they feel threatened. The snake didn't bite and release, but the text says that the snake fastened himself to Paul's hand. Watch fatal attachment. Watch those who, who, who don't really like you, but they love what you're connected to. They love what you can do. 
Luke's writing here is ironic because many of us would have stopped with the celebration, right? We would have stopped with the celebration of God bringing them safely through the storm and allowing them to land in a place of refuge. But, but, but the assignment on our life is not that you just conquer one storm. Hear me. Hear me today. God is bigger than that. It, it, the assignment on your life is not that you just get one win. <laughs> the assignment in your life is not that you just get one medal. So, so this is why the trying has to happen even in a safe place, because it's not that you just conquer one time. We're more than conquerors. It's not just that you overcome one time. We're bigger than that. It's not just that, that, that you would win one time. God desires that you continue winning. Uh, but how can you continue winning lest there be uh, a journey? Paul's problem or, or running with, with the snake uh, wasn't designed to shame Paul in front of a new audience, but it was designed to really magnify God. What if I told you that in a new place, uh, uh, you would still be tried, but the trying is not to shame you. The trying is to show your new audience who God is. All right, all right. But then the lastly, uh, we see that in, in the safe place, there is powerful perspective. And this is the win. This is where you come out. <laughs> this is where you come out of, of, of that place differently. This is where when God gets ready uh, uh, to, to, to shift some things around in that place, uh, people oftentimes won't see God until they see you survive. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. People oftentimes won't see God. They won't see God in a thing. They won't see God until they see your survival. So, so the story can't end uh, uh, until the evidence uh, 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 speaks to the presence of God in your safe place. The text says that when the natives saw the snake hanging from his hand, uh, they said it was karma. They said the judgment had caught up with him. And here are a few things that you got to note. The same people who lit the fire and showed unusual kindness in the beginning were the same people who didn't offer the help when they saw the snake. All right. So, so that, what does that say, Pastor Winston? For me, that says there are parts of your journey where people are supposed to assist, but then there are parts of your journey where it's only you and God. Okay? I pray that that blesses somebody today because I need you to hear that because somebody's trying to include people in, in every part of their journey, and that's not the way it works. There are parts of your journey where people are supposed to assist, but then there are parts of the journey where it must be you and God. Notice in the beginning, the barbarous people, they were helping. They were helping. They were there. They were assisting. But notice that, that when the snake came up, notice that nobody could help. It was simply Paul and God. The second thing you got to notice is that people uh, uh, created a story without any background. So when, when, when you're in a safe place and you're guarding yourself and God kind of has you on the backside of a mountain and, and it kind of feels like um, you're not as busy as you used to be, it kind of feels like the money isn't rolling in like it used to, uh, 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 you have to understand that, that, that people will try to create a narrative, right? Uh, they'll make up stuff when they can't put their thumb on you. They'll, they'll try to make up things and try to even speak things into your life just because they see the peace that you have, uh, even with less, okay? Uh, but then the last thing you got to know is that Paul shakes off the snake and he suffers no harm. What if I told you that being bitten was a part of your process, but it wouldn't kill you? Being bitten to get you to a safe place was a part of the process. The, the, 
the tumultuous season to get you to a place of refuge was a part of the process, but it's not a part of the process that's designed to kill you. It's a part of the process that brings glory to God. The text goes on to say that, that, that they, they had expectations, the new audience, they had expectations that he would swell up and die, that Paul would literally swell up and die because those were the typical results of those who had been bitten by viper snakes. Uh, but when God is in it, it doesn't produce typical results. Y'all hear me? When God is in it, it, it doesn't produce what's typical. It produces atypical results. But, but after they looked a long time and they saw nothing happen to him, they had to change their mind. I'll say it again. Now, this is the third time they changed their minds. After they looked for a long time and saw that Paul didn't sustain any injury, they had to change their mind and say he was a god. Now, the reason why they didn't say he was God was because they did not know God. However, they were smart enough to understand that the only way this could have happened was by a supernatural presence. Now, understand what I'm telling you today. Uh, I'm not telling you to not find rest. I'm not telling you to not enjoy the, the safe place. I'm not telling you to not take advantage of refuge. What I am telling you is the reason why you're in refuge is to still bring glory to God's name. The reason why God removed you from the last season and allowed you to land safely somewhere in refuge is because he's placing you before a new audience. That audience is prepared to receive you. Those people are prepared to receive you. Now you still have some challenges. You'll still be tried in the area. But at this point, it wasn't a testing of your faith as much as it was a magnification of, of God's glory and of, uh, and of what he can do. What if I told you that in a safe place, your life is still on display? You thought that nobody sees you. You thought that nobody knows. But what if I told you that even in the safe place, God is using where you are to magnify his name? He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. You're in refuge, but you're not in refuge just so that you can rest. You're in refuge for his name's sake. Listen, that is my message today. Uh, that is what God had given me for you all. I pray that it has stretched. I pray that it has encouraged, and I pray that it has challenged. Do me a favor for my Declare Victory family who was coming on, and maybe I missed you the first time. Uh, please come off of mute and feel free to greet each other uh, at this time. I would love to hear who's on the line. Good morning, this is Janice. Thank you. Hey, good morning, Janice. Yo, 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 this is Brother Eric. Brother Eric. Good morning, it's Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's Krishanda. Hey, Krishanda, good morning. Good morning. It's Nurse and Nikisha. Hey, good morning, Nikisha. Good morning. It's Tanya. Hey, good morning, Tanya. Good morning, morning, family. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Winston. This is Rochelle. Hey, good morning, Rochelle. Good morning. Good morning, DB family. It's Dondre. Good morning, Pastor Winton. Good morning, family. 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Saints. This is Leisha. Good morning, Leisha. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. It's Barbara Lodi. God bless everyone today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's pretty Patrice. Good morning, family, and thank you for all your prayers. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor. Listen, what it looks like we have our family on the line. It looks like we are good to go this morning, and it looks like we're in good company. Um, I want to make sure we can dialogue for a moment. I want to hear from you all. I pray uh, that we can have some pretty good discussion this morning and maybe even just hear from some people who just say, hey, uh, I understood or any questions or any points of highlight uh, that we have this morning. So let's shift over into uh, that conversation. Good morning, Pastor Winston. I just have a question. Can you, um, this is Rochelle again, and I, uh, you mentioned Paul and something in regards to a safe arrival, but this will require extra work. What does that look like? And how do you stay um, in the place of um, being and doing what you're supposed to do when when you're required to do extra work? That's good. That's a that's an awesome question. Um, and so I will go back and say that um, notice that when when after the safe arrival, uh, Paul kind of understands right that that there's still uh, he contributes to what's going on around. And I want to say this because I think sometimes we land in life, we land in a place, and after you've had to catch a breath. And uh, after you've caught your breath, uh, sometimes we get complacent. And I do believe and I teach uh, that that no matter where you are in a season of life, especially when you are in that place where God has you on the backside of a mountain or, or he has you somewhere just kind of and, and sometimes people think you're on the bench, but you're really not on the bench. You're just refocusing and repurposing your energies uh, in another place. Uh, I would say that it's important that we consult even with God in those moments. Uh, to find out what exactly we're supposed to put our hands to. For Paul, it was helping to gather sticks for the fire so that the fire could keep going because there was a need. But I would ask that question and say, even in your safe place, what is an immediate need? What is the thing that God is pressing you to do? What is the thing that God has you leaning towards, the thing that you may have neglected in the last season, uh, but but now God is quickening your spirit uh, to, to to focus on a particular thing a venture, a particular thing, uh, a particular lean in this season. And I always ask people, what's your lean? What is what is it that God has you heavily leaning towards? And I would say that that is the thing that even in refuge that we should be focusing on. Does that help? It does, Pastor Winton. Um, it, it does. Awesome. 
Awesome. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hi, yes. Anything this good, morning? Good morning. It's Dee Dee. Sorry. Thank you so much. Oh, this lesson got my head. Well, I'm thinking a lot of stuff, but I wanted to ask you, um, I have a, and I don't know, I don't want anybody to think I'm crazy, but whatever. So when you're talking about Paul with the snake and the stick and how you use reference, I think you said when the gets hot, the snakes come out of however, and the whole analogy, what is it when you, because I have like a snake, I'm not a snake whisperer, but how do you know when you like, if you hear hissing, when you go amongst people, is that something, am I making sense? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I have the, okay, so and people sometimes think I'm crazy because I'll, I'll leave. Like if I feel it or is a presence about a snake spirit on somebody, it, it, it's, 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 it's turned up now, more so than ever before. Yeah. And I haven't, I don't know what to do with that. Well, I think you're doing the right thing. First of all, you need to know that, that um, a lot of times God's awareness is, is just that for us. So you are called, once you are aware of a thing, and once God makes your spirit susceptible to a thing, or once he makes you sensitive to a thing, it is usually, especially when you hear it like that, it's usually so that you can avoid a thing. So so you're doing the right thing, Didi. I mean, you can't, you know, uh, <laughs> I used to say this all the time, but, you know, a lot of times we believe, you know, uh, people say, well, when it's oh, a yeah. snake, you know, you... They'll say, well, when it's a snake, you, you, you stomp on the snake's head and you do this and that. But also God makes you aware. Those are warning signs. When you hear sounds like that, uh, those, are, those are warning signs. It's almost like somebody honking their horn, you know. Uh, that is to let you know something. That is to signal something. Uh, so, so if your response to that is to try to maneuver yourself in a way in which you don't have to sit around that or, or that you're not constantly in the presence of that, you're already on track, baby. Thank you, sir, because, uh, man, my country has gotten so strong, I bounce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God for his warning, right? I, I'm the only crazy one to go looking for where the hiss coming from, huh? <laughs> Good morning, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just like nothing with it. Not one I'm not saying word. word. I'm not Dion, saying a word. Dion, see, you you crazier than me because I'm not that Richmond. I'm Richmond, but you got that other side. I'm, a, I'm from Central Cut. Yeah, Dion trying to cut Look, the Dion trying to as, cut the head. Right. As soon as I hear it, I'll be like, oh, where was that? Where that come from? <laughs> I get to looking around the room trying to find the whole snake. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else this morning, anybody with any comments, any questions, I would love to hear from you. Pastor Wynn, this is Diane. Um, yes, ma'am. I just, this message here was so profound, and it it cleared up some things for me. Uh, I do the BSF class every year, and okay. this was our last, our, our last uh, subject. For the year when the coronavirus hit, we were in this chapter when when Paul had the shipwreck, and you know he requested to go a certain place because his own people was trying to yeah. trying to kill him because yeah. of sharing the gospel. And so, when you put it in life application, it cleared up some things for me. 
Like as far as the snake did, I I'm like Dion. If I hear something, I gotta go see where it is or see what it is, you know. To because I especially if it's nighttime and I can't sleep because I hear this sound, I gotta go see what it is so that I can wake somebody up. But <laughs> I enjoyed this message and. I thank you for clearing up some things, life application things for me, for being bitten by a snake, you know, for God's purpose, but it it didn't harm. So it's a lot of things that God will put in our path just to the, to use us for His glory, to bring about salvation or or something for someone else. So we have to always be ready to give an answer, you know, and when God points something out to us, and then if we don't understand it, to ask him for understanding. But I thank you. This clear, this message, I have three pages, cleared up a lot for me in that lesson because we, it, it in class, it hit right before the corona, so we didn't get and we, then we're on Zoom, too, so we didn't get the full effect as we normally do in the class, but you just cleared up a lot of stuff for me, and I thank you for that message. Thank you so much. You know, you said something amazing, and it is my favorite part of the story, and I hope you all hear this this morning. My favorite part of this entire story is at the very end when the Bible says, and they change their mind. And and how guilty are we of trying to often convince people to change their minds? But in this story, we find that God doesn't need our help in changing anybody's mind. Some 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 of y'all been chasing lies for so long and trying to put out your own fires, and you ready to cut off somebody's head and 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 and, and go after them and all of the above. And here, the Bible says that that the people change their minds because of what they saw. They didn't change their minds because of anything Paul said. They changed it because of what they saw. And that's why I've learned that my response is everything. Because when people see what they see, they'll have to change their minds. Anybody else? Anybody else this morning? Good morning, Pastor Winter. Go ahead, Uh, Oh, okay, thank you. Um, This is Alicia. You know, I'm so grateful for um, what I've heard this morning because it was confirmation for me because um, what um, really stood out to me was when you talked about God putting us in new places in front of new audiences and that even in that safe place, there's still going to be work to do. And yeah. sometimes it's still going to be some trouble in a safe place because yeah. I feel like God has me in a safe place but I'm having to work really hard and it's some trouble. And I even found myself praying, God, is this really what you want me to do? And then when I get up this morning, I hear the confirmation. So yeah, I'm in a safe place, but I got to fight on. I got to deal with what's coming. I got to do the work, but I got to keep my hand in God's hand. So I'm just appreciative for your teaching this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God be praised. Thank you. This is is Diane again. I have one more thing to say. 
when you said that God removes us from the noise, a lot of times he removes us from the noise and then we go looking for the noise. That's why. And <laughs> we defeat the purpose for being in silence, for being uh, in refuge, being in a secret place. And it just, you know, then we miss what God is trying to tell us. That's all I want to say. I just have to point that out because it uh, it spoke to me real loud that people looking at the TV every day and the news, God has given us shelter to be inside, and everybody wants to go outside when there's no there's no uh, healing in the land. And I just yeah. it just came to me that you know. Why run? You're you're in the secret place with the master. You're already covered, but then you want to go back out, That's back it. into a shipwreck. <laughs> right. So that part. So how do you know? What are what would you say are some of the attributes of a safe place? I mean, I I know we talk about the secret place, but when you have left in the context of your uh, of your uh, That appeared to be, you know, pretty good where God had you and you're journeying on through the Red Sea. You're kinda of halfway through and you're not kinda of sure if if you are that you land at the place where, you know, there might be some kinks to work out or that you're supposed to keep going a little further. What would you say are some of the attributes of the safe place? I think the number one thing that we have to, to attribute to a safe place is first, um, a sense of a sense of relief of sorts and or peace. Um, that is that is the number one thing. When God, when you're in a major shift or when you're in a major storm, you know it, you feel it. Nobody's been in a storm and, and, and they're not aware of where they are. Uh, but when you land, it is the peace of God that you feel. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't, you don't have some concerns about some things, but there is a there's a sense of the peace of God that you feel, and you know the peace of God from any other peace because it's not like the peace that you try to give yourself. It's different. But then I would say the other caveat to that is heightened senses. Uh, I think it was Dee Dee who said something about her senses being heightened. When I'm in a safe place, my hearing goes up, my vision gets better, my 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 discernment gets higher. That that's all the things that happen in a safe place. Your senses go. Uh, those those feelings you have, uh, that discernment heightens itself. That hearing, uh, uh, you hear uh, more sensitively now. You see uh, uh, better, much clearer now. And those are indications that you are in um, a safe place because that safe place is designed. Believe it or not, the safe place is designed. Uh, for God to be able to reveal and to speak like he has not been able to do before with all of the noise. Okay, thank hey, you. Hey, Pastor Winton, um, can can I just interject something here? Please. So, so, so two things. One of the things that you said, um, I'm a backup and then I'm going to get to what Krishanda okay. just said. So, it says, and and the people 
identified and had to apologize to people. They might not have apologized per se. That's right. That's right. But what they did was let Paul know, okay, we see, I see you. We see and, you. You know, in those in those moments where you feel like you need a, a redemptive measure in place, something. No, 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 that's not really who I am, honey child. Listen. Yeah. I experienced the greatest moment of recompense without anything audible ever being said. Yes. Um, it is so important that when you are in the middle of a shipwreck, you maintain the course. You never change your mind. Yeah. And as what Winton just said, you know when all hell has broken loose and you found your safe spot. You can literally feel it. My life for the last almost well, four, well, really longer than that, but literally for four and a half years, um, as tumultuous as things were, I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be. There is a knowing yeah. that happens that's unexplainable in the emergency room at, at the mental hospital. Every place that we were at, I was like, this is some cold game and I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Like I, there was no question in my mind, even when mo moments when Josiah would go to the hospital um, after having a, a good, clean couple of weeks and then something crazy would happen, my baby would look at me and say, Mom, what do you think we're here for this time? Because yeah. he knew as tumultuous as it was, we were supposed yeah. to be there. Sometimes it would be to pray for some of the other children in the hospital. Sometimes it would be, um, I remember being in a room with a lady who was rude and racist. And we loved on her in such a way, by the time we left, she was in complete tears and apologetic. There were so many things that happened, but every time, um, if you stop focusing on what you're experiencing and start leaning in, like you said earlier in the declaration, Winton, if you start leaning into the place of discomfort, because uh, I had to sometimes be present and sometimes Josiah Little Self would say, Mom, you know that's not about this, right? In right. real life. As a kid, he would say that. And I, you know, but it was so much going on. I'm dealing with this, that, and the 13th, not the third. We go add 10 on it. Um, and my baby would tell me, uh, you know, that's not this. And all I could do was look at him and be like, uh, I, I don't like you that much. But the the sensitivity in hearing and discerning when while even in a shipwreck, while even in complete turmoil visually, the inside of you finds a place to settle in safety when you focus on God's agenda and objective on kingdom's uh, version of what perfect peace looks like. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I think that's major. I think that that part of it is is so major because you do know in your spirit, you know where you landed. And I laughed at the story because it wasn't until after they landed that they found out that they were in refuge. And sometimes you get there. And, and it'll take you a moment to catch up and to realize where you are. Yes, that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
Anybody had anything on? Yes. I do. At first, I wanted to, I had to get that question out because I want to make sure I got that answer. Um, but I wanted to tell you, um, great, great message, great share. Um, and I also wanted to um, say, you said when God is in it, it doesn't show typical, it shows atypical. Yeah. Yeah. How, how yeah, do you, I, I mean, it, it, some stuff just don't make sense, and it's just so common, but it's not common. <laughs> Tell me I was that. I, uh, <laughs> I um, you know, I really, so I said that comment because I got rebuked by God some years ago about the things that I was calling. Uh, a testimony, and even some of the things that I was asking God concerning. And God responded. And, I, you know, we always say he's able to do exceedingly abundantly, yet we ask him to do these things that aren't exceeding, right, and that aren't abundant. And uh, it was interesting because even in this, that, that testimony has to be, there has to be a for, for this thing to really happen right and for it to really be a testimony, there has to be a supernatural element in this thing. That is that something that, that when you call Pastor Winter, Pastor Winter could not do. You asked Dion, Dion could not do. You asked Dion, like it just could not happen. And, um, and I think that this is kind of where we're at in this text is that um, the history with vipers, the history with snake bites and with no healthcare assistance and with nothing else, and with no medicine. The history was you swell up and die. The history was nobody had ever made it. The history was uh, that, that the results would have been typical. But, but because now they waited, and the Bible says they didn't just wait a little time. The Bible says they waited a long time. And as they waited, uh, nothing happened, right? And, and there is the testimony as they waited, as they waited a long time to see what was what typically would have happened, what was typical in this story did not happen in the typical way. And that is when they knew that it was a testimony. That is when they knew that it was something supernatural. And that is when they decided to change their minds about what was going on. So the stuff we deal with, the supernatural piece of our testimony is what God is going to use to change the minds of other people. It's when you lay down and decided that you're not going to fight anymore and that you're not going to post uh, subliminally on Facebook and that you're not going to recant everything and that you're not going to go back and forth and try to put your own fires out. It is when you go to bed. It is when you get up and you keep doing you uh, that, that God can keep honoring you. Good morning. It's nourishing Nikisha. Um, Thank you for your declaration. The part that really got me was when you were saying that sometimes it's just going to be you and God and that people are not going to see God until they see you, um, your healing. So I appreciate that. That was definitely encouraging for me to just keep going. And, ooh, because it was a time when people were there and they were helping and then you're like, yeah. Wait a minute, what's what's going on? Why am I yeah. by myself? Why, why? It's a lonely place. But to know that God is there, it's 
helps you keep going. So thank you for that. Thank you, Nakisha, so much. I think that that's a major piece for everybody to take away is that that through your survival, people see God. So that's why you can't die right now. That's why I can't take you out right now, because people will not say there's a God until they see you survive. That's so good. I'm getting ready to do it. If I wasn't at this preschool right here, up in here, y'all, <laughs> I promise you, I don't want the people to come get me, but I really want to get my book. What you just, oh, somebody that can't or can used to scream for me when I couldn't scream, but I'm just saying, man of God, you, you, talk about, you talk about that new audience too, right? Yeah. So, so that means the pruning away and when it feels like, for instance, when you've had people or you've been in things for like your whole 52 years and all of a sudden it's changed and it doesn't look normal anymore. And there's, you know what I mean? You're, it's shifted. Your whole front, not your current world, but your whole, your audience is different. And That's it's not right. a fear thing, but it's a real thing. It's like, man, how did I get here? So That's everything, right. And even, even with me, you know, going through the 30 year um, uh, journey at at and 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 really, thinking that I wasn't going at 47, what I look like returning to 47, I didn't know, but God pushed me. And God right. gave me a new, so when I say the new audience, I, it's coming together with me being a, a, a support teacher. I got babies from 18 months to five years old. Well, God, hello, God, I, I don't even wow. like those kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, saying, I'm here and it's a new audience and it feels good. And I get it, I get it, I get it. And there, there are some things that don't feel so good because when you really think that your audience is, is set and it changes, it could be mind-blowing. That's right. Absolutely. You said something major about major. that uh, that audience piece. And I think people need to know, because I think some people get kind of thrown when they hear us say audience. But I, I, I hope everybody on the call knows that, that you do have an audience and that over the course of time, your audience changes. And sometimes we are guilty of wanting the same audience, but y'all yeah. know what I say, when, when, when the audience remains the same, there is a spirit of familiarity that sets in that does not allow people, one, to see God, two, it doesn't allow people to see the growth in you through God. Look, Winton, look, and Dee Dee, it's not just that your audience changes. <clears throat> One of the things I think we stagnate ourselves with, not intentionally, but just out of habit, when you get familiar, too familiar with, with groups and, and people, that familiarity creates a, a lack, I mean, a, a false sense of security, right? That's right. Then when that audience changes, then you start dealing, especially if it's very helpful if you deal with rejection issues, because yeah. now your God uses that scenario to bring up that issue in you so that he can remove it from you. A lot yeah. of times we, we struggle with letting people go. And 90% of the time, it's not personal. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's not only is it not personal, but it can be extremely helpful if you allow God to go ahead and transition you to the next, not just for you, but sometimes for that person. You know, it, it may have been you that was uh, a leader of the pack at one point, and then all of a sudden God shifts it, and now here you are 
trailing as opposed to leading. So there are certain things that God does strategically to refine us. But when we hold on to historical relationships, historical places and spaces, remember this, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. Right? So so a lot of times the changes are necessary to get to the next place. So we always yeah. have to be very mindful and kind of technically welcome new relationships. That's not the norm. That's not a mm-hmm. that's not a normal set of circumstances. People have mad trust issues. The easiest yeah. way to find out if you got trust issues is let God change your circle and see what happens. Yeah. Let God take somebody or some people that have been in your life for a long time away. There's nothing left for you to do. You you, you have to make a decision on if you're going to trust God in repositioning because that's always all it is. Paul got completely repositioned. Yeah. Ooh, Dion, I could, that's, ooh, that's my story. And I mean, every yeah. friend in my life is gone. And well, I, like gone. you said, well, they're I mean, not, you know what I mean. I, I don't have, I don't deal with them completely. Every, this is a complete new audience, a complete new relationships, new, uh, you know, new business venture, new, every single thing is changed. Like you said, that I had to completely trust God. So being on this call every morning, being on prayer and Bible studies and dwelling and everything has completely a new audience. And like you said, to to um, have uh, a new audience and to bring new people and to be led in a new complete direction, this is completely different for me, you know. And it's a blessing. I'm not complaining, but like you said, it's trust, you know. I'm literally walking every day with faith nothing else business everything you know so it's and it awesome, could be awesome. Stifling. it could be a little breathtaking if you let it right right hi can i intervene here a little bit this is prosperous tam um oh my gosh that, that's very true what you said pastor dion i agree with the, the um the lady who just spoke just before i did right now um Wow, the changing of your audience, the changing of like all that's happened in the last four years, I never would have thought in my 53 years, you know, but I I just have this peace now. I just have struggled so much with God. I realize now my side has been with God, me wanting to do things my way. And when I realize that I'm just letting him, God is God anyway, I can't let him do anything, but just at peace with what he's doing. I've not, these have been the most peaceful, more relaxing years, but my audience has changed my um, everything. Like I I overslept and just got on the call because I'm like, oh, I overslept and I need to hear my people. I need to get on the call with my people. And, um, I just thank God so much. He's so amazing. And um, I just have to echo what you just said right there, that part. Um, Dion is so, it's a trip. It's a trip. It's a trip how your everything can, you know, your audience and just what you think your audience should be is just different. It's just, it's, but God, but God. Yeah. Yeah. That, um. Good morning, Pastor. This is. 
No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. This is Celebrity Chef Ruth. Woo-wee. This message, I'm going to dedicate this message to me. My name is all over it. Um, my life has changed. My audience, everything has changed. But I was a people chaser. And I would, um, I couldn't, I have a, still kind of have a hard time letting stuff go and letting people go. So I have to be honest about that. And I was just telling someone yesterday, I said, you know, I feel like I was more of a friend to her than she was to me. Yeah. You know, um, and I, and I, you know, I um, is a very caring person, you know, and um, I remember Pastor called me, used to call me Costco because anything that everybody wanted, they could come and get it from me. I don't care what it was, you know, because I was always trying to be that, um, the helper, you know, the lifesaver. And um, it was very difficult to let some stuff go. And then on top of that, I think that I was, I, I think I was sort of like my mom. My mom is a grudge holder. And I didn't think I was. I thought it was really nice. But then I found out just watching her, and she mad at me right now, not speaking to me, Lord, pray for her and me. <laughs> but um, I, I can't believe my mom has really not talked to me since March. Wow. You know, um, she's mad. Um, and um, it is very difficult because I feel like, well, what did I do to my mom for her not to speak to me? And then I found out I was a bit of a grudge holder too. So I got dealt with me this morning before this call. And I had to literally say, you know, to myself, Ruth, stop tripping. Yeah. You know, cause I was, you know, the one that threw all the parties that did this and all that. And I was, you know, like the leader of the pack, like Dion was saying, then I had to just step, you know, and I, oh my God, he dealt with me on some things. He dealt with me on my mom. And I had to say, God, forgive me for anything that I've said or done to my mom. Yeah. And she's not mad at me for what I've done. She's mad at me because well, I don't even have to go into the situation, but it just, I don't, I think, I don't know. I can't even, it's just too much. But um, yeah, I've I've tried to go over there a couple of times, and she said, "Let me just deal with it. I'll 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 you know, you know how I am. I'll talk to you when I want to talk to you. I've tried to take flowers, food, all kind of things, and she just was like, mm mm, I'm not ready to talk. And I'm just yes. that's a, that's a hard thing to deal with because if anything happened, I don't want to never not be talking to my mom and you know, had never, I mean, hadn't been talking to her if anything happened to either one of us. But God is dealing with me. And I just said, you know what, he, and what I heard, um, and, you know, in my spirit is this, God said, give her some space. Yeah. Just give her some space. She's going to be all right. Not mm-hmm. just, not just give her some space, give you some space. Yeah. Because right, right here, instead of trying to fix it, because it's, it's really, it's not broken. Right. Let let me let me teach you something. God will use His process to teach you His purposes. Right. Yeah. So your relationship with your mother is more likely than not what we call codependent. Right. Codependent is one of the hardest things to shake loose from, identify. When you are a people pleaser innately, 
naturally and you got a dysfunctional relationship with your mother, which you have, I just know the history. There there are moments that God will give you an opportunity, number one, to reconstruct the relationship. If I don't tell you anything else, and I, I know my mom is probably still on the line, our relationship today is like brand new. I can't even explain it. Um, but it was a necessary separation. Like it was it was important that that time happened. <laughs> especially um, if your mother's desire is for it to be better. And maybe God is working on her. It doesn't change or negate that she loves you. It doesn't change or negate that you love her. It just means that God has some interwork to do, right? So the word says this, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We don't change anything until we take our hands off of it. Again, keep this in mind, nothing changes and nothing changes. You have to make an active decision that whatever it is that God needs to do in you during this time of separation, nothing, you good, you love your mother. I know you love your mother, right? But something needs to happen in the relationship so that it's not poisonous. And the reality is everybody has some stuff. That's right. Right? Everybody's gone through some stuff, including your mother. You don't know how God uh, uh, allowed circumstances to be to put her together. Let God do it. The greatest work you can do for yourself and your mother, Psalms 119, 130 says, the entrance of his word gives light and adds understanding. God, what in me, what dark place in me needs to be lit up? Yeah. Right? Darkness cannot hide from light. So yeah. just like you were able to identify that you, you were a little grudge holdy, right? That's based on the entrance of his word. Just ask him to keep illuminating the dark places. And I think my mother and I both did that work. It was necessary, right? And the, even the time that we spent apart was necessary. It's good. Our relationship is better than it has ever been in our both of our lives, not just with us, but with ourselves. You hear me? That's where it starts. And if I can, if I can be transparent, uh, before before my my um, before my father passed away, um, I realized that my father had identified in me because we we would go at it sometimes, but it was really because we were a lot alike. Um, but we, my father had identified in me that people pleasing thing, that people chasing thing that you mentioned. My father had identified that in me. And so what he would do was in his own way, and I'm not going to call it sick because it wasn't sick, but in his own way, um, he would enjoy me doing that thing with him, that chasing thing, that that thing to always need to initiate, even if he was dead wrong, he would sit back and wait on me to show up because he knew mm -hmm. that that was what I did. And when I arrived, then it was in his court to reject and he mm -hmm. would reject. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a thing. It's a thing that's, that was built in him because he, yeah, I, I don't want to go too far into it, but, but 
I hope you hear what I'm saying. And I'm saying that even in the process of you being changed and changing and God breaking some stuff, even with you and within you, a part of that also is going to be that initiation piece. And God pulled me from being the initiator in everything. And I yeah. have to trust now that, that he's going to do his perfect work inside of the person. But a part of that people-pleasing thing is the, the, the feeling and the need to initiate. Because, yes, That's you can throw good. the parties. Yes, you can do all of that. Uh, yeah. but, but that was a major thing for me. So now I've decided that, that as long as it's not pride, and as long as it's God doing his work within me, then I have to stop that initiating thing because it is making me relive a part of that people-pleasing piece. Because at the That's end of the day, good. I just want you to be happy. That's good. That's good. When Do you know that I have dealt with this week, like, um, almost having, like, mouth anxiety? Like, it's so peaceful now and so quiet. All the kids are gone. I just have the 18-year-old here. And she's even working and gone, and um and I'll and I'll I'll panic for a minute like, because I, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something, like uh, you know like I'm missing out on something. Some I'm supposed to be picking somebody up. I'm supposed to be calling somebody. I'm supposed to be doing something. And I told Cal, I said, some, I said you know although this is should be I say it should be peaceful, and it is more peaceful than it used to be. But I still every now and then, and I felt that this week I'm supposed to be doing something. Where that needs to be needed. That's a cold game. Because a friend of mine told me she her mom had been dead for three years. Y'all, she was in a meeting. She jumped up out of the meeting and went and, and, and got, on the, got on the freeway, was going home to cook her mom a meal who had been dead for three years. And, and it's so I remember that I'm like, wow, that is that is something. And I and I and I had to pray and say, God, you know, help me, because I still every now and then, and then this week it hit me. I'm supposed to be picking up somebody. I'm supposed to be going somewhere. What am I supposed? To be? But I'm at home. It's just me and him. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cook all day. I didn't, you know, did all I was supposed to do. But in my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm supposed to be doing something. And that bothers me sometimes because I'm like I'm I'm supposed to be like I said I'm I'm at peace I know I'm not I want to be fully recovered from all that stuff and it's a process at the end of the day you got to know it's a process <laughs> I I wrote a book about something like that uh, but it's a process it's a process and. And it is not when I say it's a process. I'm I'm really talking a like it's, it's a process. I was just about to say, like this is not one of them one season one off something like that. This is something that you will have to continually work through. I still to this day have to to pull myself when I feel myself slipping into want to please. When I feel myself kind of leaning into to wanting to be busy again um, with all that busy work and, and always moving and half of that stuff wasn't profitable anyway because I was going broke behind it, but but was still just willing to do it to save face. And I think that it's one of those things that you have to really, really come to grips with. And that's why I said in that new place, honestly, it is going to, especially for you, it's going to feel, it's going to feel 10 times Painful. harder than it is for somebody. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Then somebody yeah. who just says, I don't like people anyway, you know? Right. <laughs> can, can I say something yeah. real quick? Just real quick, this is um, Pam. Uh, Ruthann, I didn't even know that was you coming on after me. You know, Ruthann is um, one of the uh, two people who invited me to this call four years ago. And I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. But I just had a memory when we went to Del Mar. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this. You sat on the right of me, of my desk. We were like in the fourth grade. And you ha I, was, I remember now and later being involved. But you always have had that about you where you're like, you want some now and later? I don't know, we were like exchanging candy, but you've always just had something so precious about you. I love you so much. I didn't even know that was you coming on after me, right, after I spoke. But there's just something very precious about you. And God was just reminding me of that when we were, um, you remember what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I'm not just. I, well, I don't remember yesterday, but I, I know. Do you remember Delmar? Do you remember going Del to Delmar? Do you remember of going course. to Delmar? I, I remember that. Okay. I, just don't I remember only went there like years. one year. Sorry, everybody. I only went there like one or two years, but it just came back to me right now. She was just so precious and sweet. And like, I was like, she was like probably my best friend. To me, she was like my best friend. <laughs> One of my best friends in we were, third or we fourth were. grade. Huh? But so yeah, anyway, I just want to say you're so precious. Just keep on going. Just keep going. Thank you. But Dion, it is painful, honey. It is. You know, um, it really is. And I'm I'm dealing with another issue with another friend. And I'm like, Ruth, come on now. Because I was the one that was sending all the cards. And I was, you know, um, you know, I sent people tokens and all this stuff. And I don't know. And then I, um, I, I was, you know, I was called all the time. And I was like, Ruth, but nobody would call and check up on me. But I said, well, maybe this is just my gift. Let me, you know, let me just keep doing it. But I never got, it was never a reciprocity. You know, nobody would. Like nobody was calling me, but I would always, I still kept sending Christmas cards. I still kept calling people and I still do sometimes now, but I, I don't, you know, be on a check on me, but nobody really checks on me. Bruce. Good morning. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning. This is Barbara. Yes, ma'am. For a long time, I'm going to be transparent like the pastor. Um, my daughter and I have a wonderful relationship now, but there was a time when we had to give each other space. It's going to work out in God's time. So you continue to pray for your mother. You continue to do the things that you feel like you need to do. But like Dion said, Sometimes there's a time of separation that you both need. But when God brings you back together, it's just awesome. It's really awesome. I love you, Ruth. I think about you all the time. Thank you, Mom. Bless you, sweetheart. It's your sister, Didi. I love you, too. So don't ever think that you're not loved. But you busy, ma'am. Don't let the devil trick you into thinking don't nobody care about you. And don't nobody. Um, I just spoke back with my mom. We hadn't talked since February, the beginning of February, and we are that codependent. We real close, but we argue all the time. We debate, 
and we hadn't talked since February, and on Mother's Day I called and cooked dinner and sent her a plate. My daughter came and got her a plate, and we talked maybe three times since then. But, you know, I have a business. She, My mother's real bossy. She likes to completely run everything and do it her way, or she literally gets mad. And we have that. What Dion said is like you guys are completely telling my story this morning all the way. So it's um and what she said about you know she got mad so mad when she can get in your business and tell your stuff, but if you tell her something, she gets so offended where she don't want to talk no more. So completely we stopped talking for months and then on Mother's Day, so we haven't had the relationship we had, and I don't even want it to go that far because it gets into debates and stuff so and control issues and you know so sometimes what Dion just said is making me say okay stay a distance for a while so it can go better opposed to to the same way so I just thank you for that Dion because I you know just it's been on my mind and I don't want to go back to the same relationship where it's a debate every time you know Right. Well, can, um, can I just share this? This mm-hmm. is this is just for the the healing piece, right? And so, so the reality is this: as as crazy as it sounds, our topic is secret place. Um, you, if you know anything about me, first and foremost, I am called to intercession, right? That's that's my job, kingdom wise, and. Um, the further you go into really learning um, kingdom structure and constructs in how to pray, a lot of the stuff that we deal with is absolutely bloodline stuff. It's not personal. You know, at the end of the day, there are things that are passed to us historically. And when you start to, to put perspective on it that lends to giving somebody a pass before they ever ask for it. If you think about this, things happen to our parents. I don't care how old you are. Life happens. The same things that that created the inner weavings of who you are, imagine them years ago under different societal guys. There are so many things that happen generationally. If you start to forgive stuff historically and take that stuff to prayer and ask God to show you the bloodline stuff that you're fighting against, some of the things you'd be mad at, you'd be like, oh, I'm tripping. Because what did that, that, look, didn't nobody ask for that? She didn't ask for that. He didn't ask for that. Some of the systems under which our parents and their parents were brought up under made them who they were. Nothing is, like, it's not like nobody wake up and be like, I think I'm going to be a sucky parent. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how this works. If you think about yourself and your own kids and the stuff that you haven't done well, or you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to really start. If you forgive from the inside out, if you let some stuff go from the inside out, you stop holding people hostage to stuff they could not help. And it, it really, it changes everything about your perspective. And then you even give the time not spent together a pass. Because none of it is personal. If you put that on like a coat, for real, for real, with, with not just your parents, but with people, no matter how you're put together, 
if you understand that nothing is personal, it's all purposeful, it is all part of that Psalms 139.16, every page of your life is already written. It ain't personal, and it becomes less painful. I'm just, I'm just telling you what I know. That happens in and through prayer. If you allow God to show you some stuff that you're trying to fight naturally, that is already handled in the heaven, and you start to ask God about generational stuff, and you start to forgive that stuff without repentance, without apology, then you free your mind, I promise. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I live. That's all. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, good morning. This is Lisa. Oh, go ahead. Good morning. Thank you, um, Pastor Winston. What an uh, Winston. What an awesome um, declaration. I love how you brought so many different things out of the word. While we're talking about relating to people, I think sometimes we forget that we're not here for ourselves and to continue to be ourselves. We are here to be transformed to the image of the Son. That's the whole point of us being conformed and transformed, going from faith to faith and glory to glory. The only way that we will go through something is if we encounter things, right? Yeah. It's going to change us. We have to experience things in life. We go, we have to. The trying of our faith produces something in us, and it's all to produce us in the character of Christ. And so even with releasing people from false expectations, just like they have this certain stereotype and expectation on Paul um, when he got there, he didn't change who he was. He just simply did yeah. was doing who he was, right? And, and yeah. what he did, like you said, and brought that out, his behavior brought about a different change. He didn't even have to really even say anything. He just was simply being. He knew that he could shake that, that snake off. And so because we don't know our identity in Christ, we don't know who he's making us. We forget that greater him that's on the inside. Yeah. We tend to lean to the flesh, right, and we behave in the flesh. All that stuff is part of dying daily. And I'm going to tell you yeah. one thing. We can go back and we can get rid of them curses, but if we don't learn how to love, and love is the thing that's supposed to cover a multitude of faults. And we can start removing yeah. false expectations we have on people and just can work on being the child of God that we are. It will change our perspective. This is what happened to me. I know everybody's different. But when I recognize and still continue to realize who I am in Christ, it changes my relationship with everybody else around me. Just yeah. I can have grace on people because of the same grace he had on me and still has on me. It gives me the ability to accept people where they are, and that's a struggle, right? But he accepts me where I am. We are just, yeah. instead of doing so much, we've got to learn how to be children of God. We gotta learn how to be the ones who are supposed to show the love. Listen, if we show up in full identity with who we are in Christ, they'll want to change. And if they don't, hey, it's just a matter of time. We can't force it. They make their own decisions. I got a sister right now that is so mean and angry and bitter, and she's almost ten years older than me, and I'm fifty-three years old. And um, I just continue to love her. Sometimes from a distance, because she desires that, but I still love her and I'm still going to love on her so that when she passes or if I go before her, I will not have any regrets. I will not be living with regrets about what I should have, could have, would have done when I've been called to love her. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your word. You make me want to go back into it and look all at everything and hear the play over again. I wish I wasn't driving and I could have taken notes. Excellent word, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good morning, wow. God. Morning, this is Jeff G. Hey, listen, uh, man, wow. Okay, so, hmm. 
bring it back. Sunday morning, or well, Sunday afternoon after church, in the 70s and 80s, we used to go with Big Mama's house or Grandma's house or whatever you used to call it, and we had this big layout meal spread out. Yeah. Man, from the appetizer when uh, D.D. prayed this morning to the 57-course conversations that's been going on right now, I'll, I'm not even in the refrigerator looking for breakfast. I'm stuffed right now. Um, this is quite a few things, but two things in particular that I wanted to speak on. One, when you were talking about um, you going through and not saying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to paraphrase it because I had my thoughts on it, and then other conversations went on and kind of took my thoughts off. I should have wrote notes down, but I admit I didn't. But anyway, whenever you come out, people are not saying God in it. You go through, and as you're coming out, when you when you first coming out, you kind of discombobulated where you hadn't really seen them yourself. Um, I can identify with that. I um, I, I'm always been a hustler, always been a hard worker. I work anywhere from three, sometimes four jobs if I can fit a side hustle in my in my schedule. But three or four jobs for years, I've been like that. Um, there's one job in particular I was working at for a security company in Virginia, and I was living in apartments where we had a security contract over. So when I get off work two or three o'clock in the morning at a movie theater where we also had a different contract, which was about 30 minutes from where I lived at, I get in the car, close the door, start the car up, and I fall asleep. I will wake, I mean, I'm, I'm not just dozing here and there. I, I'm pure snoring, dreaming sleep, and I will wake up pulling the driveway where I lived at. That was nothing but God. Um, I think about the shipwreck. There was one time in particular where I've done that, and I hit a guardrail. The guardrail was over a bridge that I know was about 90 to 100 feet high. Um, God did not allow that car to go over, and I praise him for that. But at the time, I didn't see him in it. People that knew me didn't see him in it. People that knew me said, man, you crazy. I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be doing that. But at the time, I had a... I had something in mind that I wanted to do, and the only way I can get it done was work for it at the time. I didn't see God in it, and like them, they didn't either. Like they didn't either. So God carried me through that. Now looking back on it now, I know it was nothing but the help, but the strength of God that, that carried me through. It was nothing but the Holy Spirit that took control of that, spirit, that steering wheel. Okay, that, and also, I can't identify with, chasing after people, because I've always been, if you want to leave, burn the road up, see you when I see you. I've always been with, been that way. Um, sometimes that's not always been a good thing. Matter of fact, a lot of times that's not always been a good thing, because there were prominent people that were supposed to be in my life that I just didn't nourish the relationship where they wanted to walk away, see you when I see you. Um, but when they do walk away, and you know who you are in Christ, it's kind of like being in the military, particularly the Army. When you're at war, there are different divisions and diff different different sections of uh, the military that does different things. So whenever you go as a go in infantry, you're normally with the group. But when you go in special ops, sometimes those special ops missions have you by yourself. You're not with the unit that you trained with, or you're not with the unit that you started out with. You've been through extensive training. And the, 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 the um, or something in you, or got something in you that they don't have, you out to a place where they can't go. You out there by yourself.
whenever they leave you or whenever they dish you or put you on the back burner, it's because God's got something for you that they're not ready for yet. So what you have to do is focus on, okay, God, they're not in my life right now, so what are you asking me to do? What are you having me to focus on right now? I need to know what is my mission, why they're not, because this is hurting me, but I know you wouldn't send me here without equipping me to be able to handle it. So with you, through you, and in you, I can handle this, but while I'm here, what is it you want me to do? Let that be my focus and not what they're not doing. Because I know as I'm obedient and focusing on what it is you want me to do, you're going to restore relationships. You're going to restore that that was given. I know you were, your word said that you you said you will restore what the locust is eating. So, therefore, I know you will do what you said you will do. Uh, uh, man, it's just, I'm not even going to go on no more. It's just a whole lot in this that I could go on with. I appreciate the decoration, man. I appreciate the transparent with it y'all be blessed thank, thank you so much that was that was major i think it's good to hear um I, I think it's good to hear from all people from all sides because i really think that it's important that's how broad the message of the kingdom is right we have to we we take certain pieces um dion you still on oh yeah i'm here i'm sorry i was on mute okay no one of the things that i was thinking about was um and it came to me a little later on was that Paul did not shake the snake immediately, but he waited until the people were done with their assumptions, and then he shook it, which means yeah. that, like, there's a reason why yeah, it has yeah. to stay on for a minute. Yeah. There can't be an immediate shaking of it, you know, because they had to finish with their commentary before he actually got done shaking. But, that's that's yeah. true. And and a lot of times you, you will learn, um, sometimes there, there are times people do things. And in my natural nature, you guys know I'm a, I'm a natural fighter, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 not only is that wrong, but you out of pocket and the Holy Spirit will shake me and say to me, literally, don't worry about that. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's all part of the process. And you got to be willing but sometimes this is this is a constant thing. Sometimes it got to look like you're losing to win. Yeah. Good morning. Hey Dion. Hey Dion. Can I ask that about that snake? Okay. Hold on two seconds. So it's right now. It's it's about five after eight. I want to be mindful of Winston's time. I heard Dee Dee, and then I heard I heard another lady, and this was also before Jeff G spoke. Who was that? It's Priscilla, can you hear me? I, yeah, we hear you, Priscilla, and there's one more person I heard just right now. Who was that? Yeah, Sonia. And Sonia, okay. So so Dee Dee interjected about the snake, then Priscilla, then Sonia, and then we're going to close out. That wasn't me, sweetie. Oh, that wasn't you, Dee Dee? Who, who said that? That was about me, Dee Dee. I mean, that, I'm sorry. That was, that was Sonia. Me. That was Sonia oh. interjecting about the snake. Oh, okay. Well, that was go ahead. Kathy. Oh, Kathy. Okay. 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 That was Kathy before Jeff G, huh? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So then Sonia, Kathy, Priscilla, right? Didi, you didn't have nothing, right? Nope. Okay. Go ahead. Sonia. Um, and even about 
even about that snake while it was hanging on, it just wasn't that it was also revealing every other, not just the snake, but even the rats that were also assembling. You just couldn't see the rats. It was bringing them out as well while the snake was handling, hanging on to his hand for the revealing because he had, God had to detach the, the other snakes that were in hiding and even the rats that were sitting at the table too because sometimes the rats will hide up under a snake because once the snake is dead, what are the, the, the rats going to feed on? So that was just my interjection. Wow. Got it. Go ahead, Kath. Okay, I'm going to be brief. God bless you. Good morning. Declare victory. Um, Pastor went to now beautiful share this morning. And, of course, um, radical midwife to kind of bring things into clarity for us as well. I just want to um, say that um, a lot of times it's easy, and I'm just going to be candid for myself, to look at ourselves as Paul being bit. But um, when I look at my mirror, I have to consider myself as the snake at times um, because I know that personally I've attached myself to unhealthy relationships um, in the past, um, starting from a very young age, which I didn't really focus too much on until he begins to speak this morning. Um, I remember being a little girl always wanting to run behind my big sister because of the age gap. Um, and then also it being just two girls and six brothers. Um, that has caused uh, an unhealthy relationship as we grew older. Um, I stayed attached to her, and even when she tried shaking me off, I took it personal because, to me, that was my big sister. When she had other friends, I was envious and jealous of her friends because that's my big sister. And it kind of spilled over into relationships, and what it caused, uh, for me personally was me um, finding love in the wrong places. I was in an abusive marriage for years. And um, even when he beat me, I still took that abuse as love because I was attached to what was unhealthy. It was someone who was willing to stay with me, even though he wasn't good for me. Um, I was attached yeah. to the, the part of the love that he gave me, even while suffering the abuse under his hand. And so what ended up happening, what was revealed to me this morning um, through your share was that uh, it was necessary for people to shake me off because what that did was it, it secured my secret place with God. God had to allow them to let me go. God had to allow me to feel the rejection. God had to allow me to be shaken away because it did begin to um, kind of display unhealthy attachments for me. I'm a very loving person and I could easily get attached to friendships um, real, real easy. And there was a young lady that was sharing about how she's always giving and calling and, you know, reaching out. And that's me. And God had to show me in this season of isolation. He said, you do not know how to set boundaries. And this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, you don't, you don't set healthy boundaries for yourself. You give everyone access to you. And, and, what that was is me trying to reach out for everyone. You know, I want to be around this person. I want to mm -hmm. be around this person because of my heart. And God told me, you have to guard your heart. 
you have to. And so when it came time for me to be shook off, you know, and when I started becoming the Paul shaking people off, I can see where they took it personal. And I would try to go and mend that. But God was showing me, you don't have to fix that. You let it go and let me deal with them how I dealt with you, you know. And so sometimes we, we are more attracted to things that are unhealthy for us. We find ourselves in uh, abusive friendships, just like I found myself in an abusive relationship. It was abusive with my um, my own biological sister. And even up until recently, and my husband used to always say, I don't know why you keep letting her back in your life. You know, I don't know why you keep, you know, believing in, in, in it's, it's like dangling, someone dangling their love over you. And I think Winston was talking about it, how his father and, um, you know, used to be the one to sit back and wait because he knew that you would engage. It's been like that for me. People, it's, it's like they knew I would come back because I, I always am a forgiving person. I don't like to hold grudges. I love everybody. And God was showing me, even with that, how unhealthy it could be for me. And so That's I right. just want to say beautiful um, declaration this morning. It really unearthed some things within my heart. Um, and like uh, Dion was saying, it allowed uh, me to, it, it's allowing me to go back to find the generational things within my bloodline so that my daughter and my granddaughters and my grandsons don't have to deal with what I dealt with. Like I want yeah. it broken here and done. I want to be the one that dismantles everything that is unhealthy um, and dissolve everything that wasn't meant for us according to the scriptures. So thank you both. God bless you. Declare victory. Hello? Hello. Hello. Priscilla, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm Pastor Winton and uh, declared midwife, uh, radical midwife Dion. I just want to say thank you both so much for uh, this word and teaching. You know, you're in the right place and the right message because it fed so many people this morning. And I've been sitting, sitting back listening, trying to get in since uh, the person, the lady brought up the, the audience and the new audience. And everyone has so much to, to say and, 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 and from their heart that, you know, it was such a powerful message and needed for everybody that's listening this morning. That's what it seems like. And this is why I love Declare Victory. Um, I just want to say this, that, um, well, the teaching was amazing. And uh, this is unfamiliar to me, yet familiar. In other words, it opened up my uh, mind to understanding, understanding something that I needed to understand um, and go deeper in, but um, and for for my own walk and and where I am right now, so it's unfamiliar but yet very familiar because it's definitely where I am. And I just want to say we're all on the Potter's wheel all the time, and new audiences change. I think it's ongoing. It's all the time in, in, in your walk with the Lord. But how how you are in trying to decipher through it and, and discern and the growth in it is what you brought for me. And I love the attributes of the safe place because that's definitely where I am, where God is, you know, uh, heightening my hearing, my vision, my discernment and feelings. I love the fact that uh, someone mentioned about the hissing sound. I have sensed. 
um, something in an atmosphere, and I have fled because what came to me is resist the devil and flee. But I also love the fact that Dion is is radical and wild enough to look for it and, and to know she's got the power and authority over it. I love that, too, as well. So I just want to say that you gave us so much to chew on, so much to grow on, so much to, to, to walk in God on, knowing that it is just ongoing. This is a part of our walk. And if we're doing things for the Lord, which I'm excited about in a lot of ways because I'm finally knowing who I am and, and um, how, this, how, how to walk this out, how this works, that we focus on God's agenda and purpose. The all around us is in turmoil, sitting in, in peace in that situation, knowing that all of us survive when we go through turmoil and get to the other side. And even then, uh, uh, when, we're, when we're on the side, on the other side, we still got work to do. There's still something that's yeah. going to, you know, I just loved it all so much. So such good, rich teaching. And I just want to say I appreciate both of you so much. That's all. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amen. This is, um... I'm sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, I just, I just want to catch catch the people because we'll have you on the phone until Tuesday of next week. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we, we will. Plus, um... um that's, that's how you. That's how you, listen. Because listen, once upon a time we'd be on the phone till ten and eleven o'clock, like mental health patients in real life. Oh <laughs> you can't have real. I mean, like good, so. the conversation. The network. You know, I'm supposed to be working. It was right, Lisa. The people is gonna get you. Listen, <laughs> you, you know something. When when for real, the conversation when it's when it's broken down to such a natural place that you could just really put pieces together to help you ensemble your own cure because at the end of the day that's what right the word says every man work on his own soul salvation and a lot of times well 99.9 percent of the time our struggle is always centered around relationships that's what life is right and so the the level of dysfunction that you experience as a child um, that you carry over into your adulthood, those are the things that make you who you are. Those are the things that make people want to be around you. I do relationship well, um, but it, it came at a cost. And so mm-hmm. I just want to give everybody this. Um, study the Beatitudes, keeping in mind yeah. that we are in yeah. the world, but not of it, right? Yeah. It is our responsibility to know how God processes information because that's our mandate is to be like Christ and without doing the work without for real addressing those things and really really study love study what that looks like because it's easy to love somebody that loves you back it's gangster when you love people that mistreat you that are supposed to care for you that are supposed to be part of your squad it's it's a whole nother ball game when you make an active decision i don't care what you do i don't care how you do it you do not dictate how i feel about what you do i choose yeah pass simply because mm-hmm. i know ultimately nobody deliberately makes a decision to be mean and nasty. Things happen. 
And when you pray from a place of selflessness and you really ask God to teach you how to operate in the Beatitudes of kingdom living, there's a level of compassion that you got to get to that enables you. It's like it hits a switch on the inside of you. For real, because I'm not that nice naturally. Swear. <laughs> I, I really am not. Right? I had to learn how to love no, people. <laughs> I had to learn how to love people beyond what they gave me at that moment. Because we don't know what happened. Something happened. People are not mean and nasty on per something happened. And when you start to say that to yourself, when you deal with people who don't treat you well, I, I wonder what happened. Oh. And it, it changes your perspective and it gets, it takes you off the hook and it takes them off the hook. Quit making people own what they didn't ask for. People can yeah. only get what they got. Right? Some stuff we inherit. Grandmama and them was mean and nasty. Hella. You hear me? Like, for real. You, you don't know. And you don't know what you don't know until you ask God because only he knows. And then he will give you specifically how to pray for a person. And then you stop being mad. You'd be like, oh, well, you know, mm -hmm. this is what it is. You, you don't even be tripping no more. For real, I swear, promise. I ain't telling you what somebody told me. I'm telling you what I live. Amen. Love is a commandment, and we have Listen. to choose and decide to do it, though, right? Because nobody's going to make you do it. And then we got to learn how to really love. That's the thing. I think we really got to learn how to really love. We've been commanded to do this. He only gave us two, love him and love everybody else, and everything else will fall into place. I think if we can get that right. And then we'll see healing, just like at the end of Paul's journey, people were healed because they were in right position to receive what he had. Isn't that something? Okay. But what also helps is when the other party, because I, I have to say very openly, my mother wanted to be well, well, so bad that I could see it. Yeah. Like, for real. And so that's what we pray for. We pray for, I mean, we both did. We were both jacked up. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. However, we were relentless about loving one another. And it absolutely yeah. paid off. That's all I can say. It paid off. And you don't always yeah, God did it. You don't always get that, but you got to be okay with if that's not your end result. You, you come out be better. Yeah. You still even come out better. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Winston, Winston, close us out because it's it's a Monday evening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Hey, can, can we do a can we do a part Thank two you. to this, you guys? Be honest. Right. Right. We need a series. Can we get a series? <laughs> Real quick, I just want to publicly tell you, Pastor, thank you so much because when you prayed for Armani, and then I had told him to reach out to you, and I went on about my day, and I'm like, he ain't going to do it. You know, then I hit him later. I was like, hey, so, Money, just by chance, did you reach out? He was like, Mom, you so late. We didn't talk for about an hour. So I just thank you for just how that lined up. You really have um, just been a blessing. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Wow. And that's been so rich. Thank you. Yes, yes. Winston, you did it. You did it again, cuz. <laughs> well, right. Look.
Look, praise God. We win. Look, that transparency wins every time. A practical teaching wins, too. Every time. Never fail. Hey, wait, can you post your cash out, please? I, I like to give offerings this morning. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Come on. I, I need an offering because exactly what I prayed about at the edge of my bed this morning is what, what I called, is what you were talking about. I'm telling you, I need a cash out, please. Thank you, sir. Right. Uh, Bring your pull your yes, whole pillowcase out. Yes, ma'am. I will make sure I put it up. Dion, you want me to put that in the group? Absolutely. Knock yourself out. All righty. Let us go ahead and pray if there be nothing else, and then we will uh, reconvene when we can, certainly. Thanks, Dion, for the opportunity. Thank you, uh, Declare Victory family, for always being open, for hearing the word of God, but then also being able to apply it to your lives and where you're at at the moment. Uh, God, we thank you for this word. God, we thank you for the time of prayer. We thank you for the privilege of prayer, for the gift of intercession. God, we thank you today that you've called us to be victorious in you. God, we're not defeated. We're not depleted. God, we're not heavy. But we're leaving off this call, God, lighter. God, we thank you now for the revelation knowledge that you've given each of us. We thank you even for these safe places that you have placed us in. God, we thank you for giving us refuge. We thank you for giving us safety. God, we thank you for speaking to us. God, and we ask now that we would learn the lessons of this season, that we not negate the lessons of the last season, but that we would use them to move forward to the next season. God, I pray for each and every person that is suffering, God, even in their minds with different thoughts, God, they're suffering, God. God, just just with mental anguish, God, I pray for the person who's dealing with insomnia, even at night, God. God, as we release this call, we thank you that you're going to do it. We thank you that we won't have to consult several people for you to do it, God. We thank you that you're already doing it in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you all, Declare Victory family. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Winston. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye. Have a blessed day.